This is Moments of Hope brought to you by the Missionary Church Association in Jamaica. I am your host, Marja Elaine Francis, welcoming you to the program. Good morning. We are already in the sixth month of the year, June. Yes, it is often observed as family month. And this month on Moments of Hope, we will focus on the family particularly on fathers sharing their journey to fatherhood. Parenting, it's a lifelong assignment where you get an opportunity to nurture another life, pass on values and model life skills. As a father, God has endowed our men with the awesome responsibility of being priest, protector, provider, nurturer, playmate, teacher, friend, and so much more. Today's feature is A Father's Heart. And my guest is Reverend Sheldon Raymond. He's a husband to one wife, <laughs> a father of two, and pastor of the Rehoboth Christian Worship Center. And he will share with us his journey to fatherhood. Reverend Sheldon Raymond, welcome. Uh, good morning, Lady Marja Elaine. It's good to be on with you this morning. I trust you are doing quite well. I am, and it's good to have you today sharing your journey to fatherhood with us. You have a son and a daughter and a unique journey to fatherhood. But before you tell us all about that, we want to hear how long have you been married to wifey? All right, so... This year, uh, celebrates, we celebrated uh, our 15th wedding anniversary in uh, March this year. 15 years we've been together for the last 18 of them, married for 15. And uh, it's just an awesome, it has just been an awesome journey um, with this woman of God um, that the Lord has blessed us with, as you rightfully said earlier. Um, from that, it has produced children. Children. Yes. Children, so, <laughs> children. Uh, Rev, did you plan for them? And when did you start that journey of having <sighs> children? So I, I want I to just tell a story. Uh, many years ago, when we decided that we were going to get married, we had a conversation with God. The journey started with a, just a conversation with God. And I remember saying to the Lord, I said, Lord, um, we want to have two children at least. And we want you to, to just bless us with a girl first, a boy after. And if there should ever be a third, then Lord, you decide which one of the genders uh, <laughs> you are going to give us. Um, but the desire of our heart is that we get a baby girl first, uh, baby boy second, and then a, a third if necessary. And so the journey started just after marriage. I mean, we, we had not planned for parenthood thus far. I mean, young and um, just getting married and we wanted to enjoy the, 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 the perks of marriage. 
And we were thinking about two years or three years before parenthood. But then within like two or three months, you know, that, that, that famous conversation, honey, um, we need to talk because uh, we missed something last month mm -hmm. and there is a little one growing. And so it is that the journey actually started at that point in time. And it has been a fantastic journey ever since then uh, because God has been faithful. Yes, he has. He has been really faithful. God has been faithful and you you have two, a boy and the boy and the girl that yeah. you ask God for. Yes, indeed. And it's quite it's quite funny, Lady Marsha. Um we actually were blessed with three children. Three children. Because um back in 2008, um our first daughter um was was born. And, you know, everybody was telling me that, hey, chances are it's a little boy. And I had to say to them, listen, God and I had a conversation. Uh, this is a girl, no matter what, this is a girl. And I remember jumping up and down in the ultrasound um, room when they wrote girl on the paper. But, but, but I remember in February 2008, though, um, that baby was, was born on the 20th and she only lived for 36 hours. Um, having gone through all that preparation, the joys of being a first time father, the preparation of painting the room, setting up the crib, you know, all of that first time father and first time parent syndrome. Of, of the excitement and all of that, we, we went to the hospital and we came out empty. And it was a, a real devastating time because we didn't understand um, the will of God then for our lives because the Lord had given us a name for the baby and the name meant sent from heaven. And we did not understand why was it that we went in full into the hospital and we came out empty-handed? But, but I remember something very specific happening while we sat in the morgue looking at that child. There was a wind that blew and there was this peace that came over us and we knew it was going to be all right. We knew it was going to be all right. Um, fast forward almost two years after, in 2010, um, where wifey was just crying just like every month. And as a husband, you know, there was nothing really to do to um, satisfy or to control that emotion because I realized that I could not give her what she wanted because try as we made, there was no sign of pregnancy. But then there came a word from the Lord that um, she's going to conceive. And within a month or two, she came back and she said, honey, 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 honey. And we started to laugh. But 
this time there was no level of excitement really there was no there was no anticipation because the fear of losing was upon us and it is so amazing that we went back to the same hospital in the same month of february exactly wow. two years after um and there came a bouncing baby girl there came a bouncing baby girl i mean i fell in love the very instant and then we were like god i mean you've started the work so yes what are you gonna do um fast forward two years after that 2012 in the same month of February, in the same month of February, in the same hospital, on, the, on, a, on a Monday, similar, all three babies on a Monday. Wow. And here comes a bouncing baby boy. <laughs> and we fully understood the conversation with God then. Um, a girl first, a boy second, and the third belongs to you. And so, so we just have to give God praise and thanks for that journey into fatherhood. Quite yes. an interesting story there. Um, wow, he gives beauty for ashes. Yes, the oil of joy for the spirit of heaviness. He knew what you guys both needed and he has provided. Indeed he has. I know you mentioned that the instant you saw the girl, you fell in love. Um, what was it like when you saw the son as well? I got my first speeding ticket. Oh, I got my first ticket, traffic ticket. It, was, it wasn't for speeding. It was to make a, a wrong turn. Oh, boy. Because here I was working in Kingston and got wind. My son was born. And I jumped into the car and I began to drive and I began to drive all the way from Kingston to Spanish Town just to see this boy. I remember holding him in my arms and immediately, just like how oh, I felt when I held my daughter, um, there is this love, this sense of security, this, this feeling that regardless of what happens, I've got you, regardless yes. of what happened. Um, I, I'm not going to, to leave you, regardless of what happened. I am I'm always going to be there. And I, I believe, though, this came as a result of my own personal tragedy, um, losing my father at a very tender age, because I lost him when I was 10 mm. um, to, to a heart attack. Yes. Oh, no. And so, so I, I remember when I held that little boy, I really held him. You held him with and everything. I held him with every single thing because I remembered and I thought about my own father holding me then because whether my brothers or sisters like it, I was like my daddy's favorite. That is <laughs> petting. 
Wow, quite a journey there to fatherhood. You seem to have enjoyed the first moment they came on board. And up to this day, you are continuing on the journey to fatherhood. How would you say it is for you as a father in terms of, you know, there's the girl, the boy, who gets the who gets to be the pet? Okay, so I have two very unique children. Two very unique children, two very adorable children. Uh, my daughter, she believes with all her heart that she is daddy's favorite. She is daddy's pet. I call her my kryptonite though, because when she, she came at a very low point, she came at a very, she made me into a believer. She made me into a believer because when I went to that hospital, I, I never expected what I saw. Uh, I, I expected loss. I expected pain. I expected grief. And the feeling that I came out with was beyond ordinary. But she believes she is the favorite. And she believes that hey, she has all the answers. And she is my secretary. She is my spokesperson. She believes she, she does everything for me. My son, on the other hand, he just decides that he wants to control the finances. So he says, listen to me. He says to his sister, you control his head, I'll control his pocket. <laughs> and so, so both of them, so both of them have this equal place in my heart where there, there cannot be one without the other. There cannot be one without the other at all. They are both favorites and special to you from what I am hearing. My guest today is Reverend Sheldon Raymond, a father and a pastor of the Rehoboth Christian Worship Center. We have been discussing his journey to fatherhood. Now, Rev, you would have shared with us from the moment you went to that hospital, fell in love with the daughter, the first moment you held your son, fell in love with him just the same. I'd love for you to share with our listeners what are some key lessons being a father has taught you over these years? Well, over these years, uh, just the sense of providing security. Uh, there, there, there are two young lives, two delicate um, sponges that the Lord has given unto us. And... Uh, I have learned that whatever I do, they emulate. So I've, I've learned how to, to control me for their sake. I, I've, I've learned how to, to model good morals, good behavior for their sake. Uh, I've learned how to, to control my intake for their sake. So there are some things I will not watch. There are some things I will not listen. There are some things, places I will not go. There are some things that I will not do just because of their sake. And that in itself has um, channeled me or positioned me into becoming a way better person 
uh, and uh, I mean, every time you look at them and their actions also teach me a whole lot of life lessons, a whole lot of life lessons, their actions, their innocence, it just teaches a lot of life lessons. Uh, when, when, when I look at my daughter, I'm walking up on a baptism night and declaring that I want to now accept the Lord as personal savior. Um, because of how I see my daddy and my mommy walking with the Lord. And I got that awesome opportunity of baptizing her. Uh, I, I had to jump off in the water. <laughs> and, then, and then just, what was it, two weeks ago, two weeks ago, we were having another baptism and my son was so angry because he said, daddy, mommy left my clothes. And today is the day that I'm getting baptized. And he says, I've come to this decision all on my own because of how we see you guys walking with the Lord. And I want to have that relationship with the Lord as well. So they have taught me the value of just being a good role model um, because I am learning that they are, they are looking on, they're reading us. Yes. They are ensuring that they're keeping us on, on our P's and our Q's. Keeping us on our P's and our Q's, Lady Marsha. It must be a joy to watch them grow and even now growing in the knowledge of the Lord as they have made their own personal decision as children to accept the Lord as their savior. I, I know, Rev, we're talking about you as a father sharing your own journey, but there are some fathers out there that I, I really would love for you to speak to, you know. I know for some fathers, some parents, there may be some relationship that don't necessarily work out the way they want it to with the mother, and so there's separation. And in some cases, the, that means separation from the child. So I'd love for you to share with fathers, you know, in what ways can they support their child, even if they're no longer in a relationship with the mother of their child? Listen, uh, every child needs their daddy. Every child needs their daddy. I, agree. I, I can testify of this, having been one that has lost mine from very tender age. Um, Many things changed about my life because I lost my daddy. I, I practically lost my way because I had no daddy present. I, I cursed my first bad word after my daddy passed. I got into my first fight after my daddy passed. I, I behaved badly for the first time after my daddy passed. I became a drunk after my daddy passed. And life took a turn because there was an absentee father. Now, I, I want to say to every daddy out there, every child needs their father. Every child needs their father. They need that sense of security. They need that sense of love. They need that sense of comfort, that sense of belonging. Every child needs their daddy. And regardless of how you and mommy uh, fared out, 
your child, the part of you, your DNA is in need of you. And one thing I've said to my ch children, listen, I will make sure that I am there so that you can be the better version of me. You are going to be the better version of me. Where I started, you are going to start higher because you are going to be the better version of me. Uh, I didn't get the full education, so I'm going to invest in you. I didn't get all the love that I required, so I'm going to invest it in you. Yes. I did not get all the attention that I need, so I'm going to invest it in you. I am going to be that daddy that changes the culture in my lineage. I'm going to be that game-changing daddy. And I want to say to every father out there, you can be the one that changes, that shifts um, your child's future just by being there for them. It doesn't matter if mommy never like you. It doesn't matter if she don't even want to see you. Always ensure that you are a part of your children's life. Because guess what? Just like me, every year I remember, I sat for 23 years, Lady Marja, and I could not enjoy Christmas because my daddy was never around. He was not around anymore. I couldn't do it. And every year it hurt. Every year there was pain just because he wasn't around. And I said, I will never allow my children to go through that. And I want to say to the fathers, listen, what you have been through, don't allow your, what, your children to go through. Change the culture and be that man. Stand up to the responsibility and be that man for your children. They're looking up to you. They need you. They need you. Fathers, there you have it. Your children need you. And before we wrap up, I have one final question for you, Rev, who enjoys being a daddy. What do you enjoy most about being a father as we close? What do I enjoy? It's those little quiet, quirky um, moments that are unscripted. Those moments that are totally unscripted. I, I, I am there I'm sitting down and my daughter just comes and she's just, she takes the phone out of my hand and she just lays down and she just gives me a kiss. And, she, and I'm like, what did I do? And she said, that's for being my daddy. And my son hears and he sees it and he says, but it's not one child you have. And he jumps at me and he gives me that kiss again. And he said, that's a be my daddy. That's a be my daddy. And these are some of the moments that I enjoy when, when the babies just. They love upon, love upon their daddy. Love upon me. That's love upon me. I tell you. Uh, thank you so much, Reverend Sheldon Raymond, for choosing to share your journey to fatherhood with us this morning. I'll ask you to close in prayer for those listening. Okay, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you this day. We thank you for this program, Moments of Hope, that will bring about these little nuggets and this little opportunity to inspire those who listen. We pray this morning, especially 
for the fathers who are listening, Lord. And we pray, God, that they will come into a relationship with you so that they can come into relationship with their children and love them the way that fathers ought to love their children. We pray right now, God, that you inspire them, that you motivate them, that, Lord, you will cause them at this moment to pick up the phone and just tell their children, I love you. And so we give you all the praise and the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. May I remind you, the Missionary Church Association in Jamaica brings moments of hope to you every Sunday at 7.30 a.m. Thanks to my guest, Reverend Sheldon Raymond. Thanks to you, our listeners. If you need prayer counseling or further information, call the Missionary Church Association office at 924-1378 or WhatsApp 7910527. Also, link us on Facebook at Moments of Hope MCAJ with your comments. I am Marja Elaine Francis. Regardless of what you encounter in life, there is hope and there is power in prayer. Hebrews 11 verse 6 reminds us that God rewards those who earnestly seek him. I invite you to pray by yourself or join with a family member or friend and let us pray being mindful that God answers prayers. Tune in again next week for another moment of hope.